Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come and Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 96 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us as we continue with our study of this week's Come and Follow Me materials. We are looking at Exodus chapters 7 to 13 in the week of March the 28th to April the 3rd. Uh, and today we're going to go into Exodus chapter 11 and probably Exodus chapter 12 as well. So, as we know, we've now reached the point where we have had nine of the plagues uh, of Egypt uh, and we are about to be given the tenth and final one. Um, but before that, that happens, uh, the Lord tells Moses to go and ask uh, the Egyptians or to tell the Israelites to ask the Egyptians to borrow um, jewels. Uh, in verse 2 it says, Speak now in the ears of the people, and let every man borrow of his neighbour, and every woman of her neighbour jewels of silver and jewels of gold. And the Lord gave the people favour in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. This is particularly interesting because, again, um, the people are being prepared uh, to go and leave uh, the land of Egypt. As we read in the earlier chapter, uh, the people of Egypt were beginning to believe the signs and wonders that were given by the Lord, uh, that he was the Lord God, uh, and that they were asking the Pharaoh to let the Israelite people go, and yet he was still uh, being hard-hearted. And so um, it makes sense that they would be willing to to give of things to be able to enable uh, this exodus to happen. But then uh, he goes on to, to explain uh, that Oh, well, Moses explains uh, that the Lord has told him what the tenth plague will be. Uh, in verse 4 uh, and 5, the Lord says, About midnight will I go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill, and all the firstborn of beasts. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it any more. Um, there is a lot, again, of symbolism uh, behind this symbol. The, clear, the clearest one uh, is that we have um, the firstborn um, dying. Uh, and, of course, we believe that the Saviour, Jesus Christ, is the firstborn of our Father. Uh, and just like the firstborn of the Egyptians... Uh, died uh, to enable or to bring to pass the deliverance of, of Israel out of Egypt, a physical deliverance. Um, the, the death of our Saviour Jesus Christ is the deliverance of us from spiritual death, um, which is something I hadn't really considered uh, before studying this uh, account this time round. So I thought that was you know, very interesting and brings just a bit more um, of a spiritual meaning to this to this plague um there is also of course um the the fact that pharaoh was warned um but he again didn't listen and so this the plague is about to happen but before it does um the the lord institutes the passover now the passover is obviously a very important jewish fest festival really for for them it is their most important uh, in the year, uh, and it reminds them about their their ancestors and their deliverance out of Egypt, uh, so that they could go and worship the Lord. 
the Passover begins with, oh, for the people of Israel this time, <coughs> it uh, begins with a lamb being taken, uh, and this lamb being without blemish, a male of the first year, uh, and it should be taken from the sheeps uh, or the goats. Now, this lamb uh, is interesting because, again, it is another symbol of our Saviour, uh, the Lamb of God, who was without blemish and who was innocent, who was in the first, and this male of, of the first year, or who is a year old, uh, indicates the innocence of the Lamb. And of course, that uh, links to the innocence and the perfectness of our Saviour when he was uh, sacrificed for us. He had done no wrong, and yet he was willing to put himself forward to be a sacrifice for us. Um, Elder Theodore M. Burson said this, quote, The priests of Israel in olden times presented an offering of a male lamb, white and without blemish, as a remembrance of Jesus Christ, who came to redeem the world from, the death, and the, from death and the grave. In an analogous manner, our priesthood today, uh, with their families, are to prepare a book of their dead without blemish, containing a record of completed ordinance work done for their dead ancestors. This record containing the completed temple ordinances is a sacrifice of the living for those of their dead loved ones to bind them into the family of Jesus Christ, not only to be redeemed from death, but also, if accepted, exalting them into the, into the very presence of God the Eternal Father. Close quote. I thought that was an interesting uh, suggestion that this is also linked uh, to um, the work of salvation for those uh, who have passed on before us. Um, and of course, you can see the link there. Um, during this Passover, before the, before the destroying angel came uh, to enact this plague, the Israelites then had to take the blood of this lamb and strike it upon the two side posts and the upper door posts of the houses, wherein they would eat uh, the, the the lamb. President Russell M. Nelson made a link between um, this striking of the blood on the, on the door posts and a commandment that we live today, which of course isn't striking blood on our doors, uh, we don't do that today, but um, it links to the other or to the one commandment that we are given today that refers to the destroying angel um, that shall pass by us. And that, of course, if you remember, is the word of wisdom. In Doctrine and Covenants section 89, it, men it mentions in verse 21, And I, the Lord, give unto them a promise that, th that the destroying angel shall pass by them as the children of Israel and, and not slay them. So the two here are linked with this destroying angel. Um, President Nelson goes on to explain, quote, so in faith, modern Israel is commanded to obey the word of wisdom. It becomes our token of a covenant with the Lord, a spiritual separator of covenant Israel from the rest of the world. Joy cometh in the morning to those who can stand before the mirror and feel clean, to those whose mouths are free from the taste of flavors forbidden by the Lord, to those whose spirits and bodies are free from feelings of self-remorse. Close quote. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting that um, the the Israelites are given this promise and then we are given the same promise with a very different commandment. And it just shows how the Lord um, adapts and changes um, his kind of directions towards not the, not the doctrines or the core doctrines or the uh, the revelations that we've had, but things that we need to do because of the context in the, in the world in which we live. Uh, have to change over time because we as a people uh, change over time as well. Um, 
so this is all given uh, and of course um, as we see and as time goes on through the chapter once uh, the the exact instructions about the Passover are given about the unleavened bread uh, and other things like that uh, about the feasts that will be in the Passover um, there is the the event that takes place our time is running short and so we will probably have to continue uh, conclude looking at the uh, these links between the Passover and the atonement of Jesus Christ tomorrow however in verse 14 I do want to conclude with this it says and this day shall be unto you for a memorial and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever now um of course, this indicates that this Passover should be continuing today, and as followers of the Saviour, we, we don't. But there's a reason for that. Um, the Lord Jesus Christ himself instituted a an ordinance um, during Passover, which was changed or adapted so that it would focus us more on him and the sacrifice he was about to do. And that, of course, is the sacrament, which is one of the reasons why the sacrament is so important. It becomes for us, what the Passover um, was for the for the Israelites at the time, um, and it's something which helps us to remember and reminds us about the sacrifice and the um, reliance we need to have on the Savior to help us become as blessed as we can be and as and as guided as we can be in this life, but also that we can be delivered as the Israelites were from uh, sin and death. Thank you so much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed the study. Please continue to follow the podcast and until we meet again.